Hello and welcome to the Movie Challenge Podcast. I'm Ree. And I'm Tarek. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Each week, we watch a movie from Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale's back catalogue with the aim to watch every movie they were ever in and to decide definitively who is the better actor. So this week, we watched Royal Deceit, or Prince of Jutland, <laughs> and Armistad, actually. So, um... Yeah, go, Cam McConaughey. Let's, let's start with Royal Deceit. I'll give a quick plot summary yeah, go for before it. we get into it. So, it's basically a Hamlet story. So, if you know Hamlet... Kind of like then, The Lion King, then? You keep bringing up The Lion King. I guess so, Tarek. Kind of oh. like The Lion King, except a lot less lions and a lot more people. I want to shame you, but have you seen The Lion King? I probably have seen The Lion King. you can't remember it. I can imagine what happens. There's some lions. Simba wins. Simba wins. Mm, yeah, and yeah, I, I know what happens. Scarlet loses. Jeremy Irons. In the same way that we can assume... Uh, Christian Bale will win as he is playing Hamlet. Or should I say Amlet? <laughs> yeah. uh, Amlet. Sorry, Amlet. So this is like the Danish retelling of the story, right? The original retelling. This is what the, as true, they like to claim. the true story behind it. The, they claim that it's the true story. That that Hamlet, that Shakespeare copied them, is mm. what they say. I like the Shakespeare. This movie. Ha, ha, Shakespeare watched this movie and he copied them. <laughs> yeah, like, he I'm, thought, that movie, <laughs> so brilliant. Great. So great. I'm going to make it even better. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, he didn't manage to do, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, so, overall, Tarek, did you like this movie? Um, No. And I'll tell you for why. It's because the budget was too low. And they skimped on the writing. They skimped on the effects, everything. And there weren't enough extras. They're just like, I don't know. It seemed like a very small village version of Hamlet. Hamlet in a village, that's what I'll call well, it. Well, they had classic uh, BBC Narnia scenes where it's like, hey, it's a battle with five people. Yeah, five people that's battle. That's how you know it's low budget. 20-person country, yeah. like a city, whatever it's supposed yeah. to be. It, it, it makes you... Um, Appreciate newsies, yeah. Well, no, I mean, they. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always assumed that's just how the battle in Narnia went. Like, I assumed it wasn't a battle mm. because I, I knew kind of as a kid... More of a skirmish. Um, that battles are supposed to be like lots of people, you know? The wars happen with like lots and lots of soldiers. How many people? So like when 20? So when I watched movies like BBC Narnia and saw their battles, I assumed <laughs> it was like more of a... Donnybrook. Just a yeah, little uh, fight between a few friends. Kerfuffle. Rather than a battle. <laughs> which which means, what I'm trying to say is, when they make these battles with 20 people, they're, they're thinking, no one will notice. People will just assume... People just fill in the rest by themselves. People yeah. will fill in the rest with their mind. But you don't. As a kid, as an adult, you do not fill in the rest with your mind. You're like, what the heck is this? This isn't a battle. Yeah. Like, the scope can't compare to movies that came out, like Braveheart, which had, like, tons of extras and, like, showed, you know, like, amazing battle sequences. We'll, we'll get into that, though, when we complain yeah. about the... Uh, we will. We well, will. all the things, really. All the things. So, um, overall, did I like it? No, I guess not. <laughs> Why? I guess Why? Not. Um, well, I mean, I... I if we're going off how much enjoyment we had, I did enjoy it to a certain extent, but mm. it was mostly laughing at it because it was so bad. Yeah, I think we've got another classic um, Mio. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, also <laughs> falls into that category. Thank you very much. Yeah. But yeah, this one really does rival those Mio two and movies. The, Mio and the Land of Fire Away. Yeah. And Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre. Bit of a shame for Generation. Christian Bale, but it was kind of hilarious. So if you want a bit of a laugh, Mm. Go ahead and find this movie somewhere. Yeah, bring a shandy in with you. So what was your favorite part, Tarek? Um, just for sheer comedic value, um, the overuse of knife throwing. You took my favorite part. Uh, yeah. I was going to say hey, that. Hey, we can share it. 
We can share this. So, yeah, the, the battle scene was great. Like I said, a lot of people in the battle. But also, the knife throwing was really the best part. In, in every fight that the movie has, the conflict is resolved or reaches its crescendo with knife throwing. So, the the king is killed by the bad brother. Uh, knife, knife. knife throwing is involved. No, he doesn't throw the knife. I think he just kills him uh, with, he, with a knife. The knife is thrown at the younger brother of Amlet. Yeah, they, they, but they don't kill the main king with it with a knife thrown. Okay, knife they throwing is present. They do kill him with a knife, though. Don't, don't, don't think it's not a knife... Uh, related death? Knife-related death, because it is. It's just not a knife throw. But it still comes under that category of knife-related death. So I okay. think it still counts. Okay, a lot of knife deaths, and then, like, a lot of knife-throwing deaths yeah, as yeah. well. It was... um. It started off being, uh, I guess you didn't notice it so much when the king was killed with a knife and then the you brother would, was you, killed with a knife. Yeah, like, you'd be like, okay, sure, yeah, that I guess be that realistic. Could, that's realistic. But when they continuously used knives, In big no, battle one had, sequences. no one had swords, no one had bows and arrows, no one had any other weapons. Everyone <laughs> just had knives. In the big battle, it becomes painfully obvious that they didn't have the money to show a sword going through someone. Yeah. Like you would see on Game of Thrones or Gladiator. I guess a knife's cheaper because you just have one of those ones that the, the, where the blade goes inwards. Yeah. And so you just put it up against someone's body and you don't have to see it coming out anywhere. Yeah. Or like an arrow, you don't have to see like it's sticking out or anything, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess you're right. Maybe it's cheaper. I think it's just totally, you know, doing it on the cheap style. I think they probably wrote originally all these, all these great moments with swords, bows and arrows. But then like when it came down to crunch, they were like, nope, cut that. That can be done with a knife. No, knife this, <laughs> well, knife I think, that. I think it added to the beauty of the movie. Like um, if it was swords and bows and arrows, you'd be like, this is like just like anything I've ever seen. But the way that they made it really heightened your, really enhanced your um, understanding of knives. You know, it really made you feel like knives are actually all you ever need. Like, why this... would you need a sword when you can use a knife? Okay. Knives sure. are agile. They're fast. Yeah, they're, sure. they're great. They, they kill people and yet they can also be uh, hidden under a, um, a, a cloak. cloak. Yeah. They can do everything that, uh, that swords and bows and arrows can. From this you movie. Can, you can throw them like you can throw a bow and arrow. It's just knives are perfect. Like this movie taught me you never need other weapons. I you just need knives. I, if I was back in this time after seeing this movie, I would not bring a sword to a battle. You go forward to in I would time, just bring a bivy of knives. You go forward in time to see the movie and then you have to go back to... I'm flung back in time. Okay, so yeah. me from now. And yeah. I'm just armed with like... Like, can, do you want to bring a gun with you when you get to... No, no I've got knives. a bivy of knives. I've Why would knives. I bring a gun when I can, like, throw knives at people? Why yeah. would I have a sword? Why would I have a bow that and was arrow? My main, that was my main comment, really. Why bring a gun to a knife fight? Yeah. Who brings a gun to a knife fight? <laughs> knives, knife's always going to win. stupid? Yeah, exactly. Do you think this inspired the Chinese action movie House of the Flying Daggers? Did I haven't you? seen that movie. Oh, great movie. Yeah, I think they ripped off this totally. They're like... Oh, knives are pretty good, yeah. Knives are great. We'll just Let's base our, those. like, Kung Fu Fury action based on this movie. Oh, now I want to see it, now that I have this appreciation for knives. Um, there's a character who pretends to be blind. Oh, in this movie? I thought no, 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 in uh, House of Flying Daggers. And, oh, uh, wow, they really the, did rip off this movie. So there's, like, the there's this woman, and she pretends to be blind, and she's, like, secretly really good at, like, knife throwing. And there's, like, this guy who's, like... Uh, escorting her somewhere and she like has a bath in like an outdoor pool somewhere and he's like ah, i'll like protect your honor i'll like walk away into the bush um but he's totally perving on her because she's like blind but she's she's just faking blind so did she fake blind better than christian bale um yeah because they gave her like contacts so she had like that kind of aloof cloudy cloudy eye look about her i think yeah see so um that was the part that differed from hamlet so my my plot summary may not have 
prepared you for this, but um, in the original Danish version of Hamlet, as we are led to believe... <laughs> the Prince of Jutland. Um, the Prince of Jutland. Uh, Hamlet is, uh, pretends to be blind because he sees his uncle kill his father. So he pretends to be... Oh, not blind. Crazy. Crazy. Sorry, crazy. He pretends to be crazy uh, so that his uncle won't kill him. Uh, his uncle believes him. And he goes throughout the whole movie pretending to be crazy, but not actually being crazy. Yeah. He does a really bad job of it. That's my worst part, actually. That's your least favorite. crazy act. It's absolutely not believable in the slightest. So um, let's take a look at the movie piece by piece. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the beginning, we're introduced to the Hamlet story. Uh, They show the village. Hamlet and his brother and his dad are out hunting. They live in the village. The women of the village just seem to walk around naked all the time, which is great. Well, it's a Euro movie, so they're going to have... You know, just tits out for no reason. I just thought it was really surprising that they've got a sauna. They've got a sauna. That that bit's great. (laughs) But the bad guys are having like a secret bad meeting. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. Peek out the door, and then there's like woman just running through the village naked to go to the sauna. (laughs) They're like, like, why? Why is that? I can understand the peeking. I can't understand the sauna. Yeah, exactly. I can. What other movie? Said in medieval times, would boast a sauna, <laughs> two sauna scenes. Yeah, they got least. a man, a man sauna, oh, and a woman sauna. I think they got three sauna scenes. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about the the plotting though. So the evil uncle, who is ultimately going to kill the king, Fingar, um, plots with his with the henchmen or every male adult in the village. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. What has this king done that has like? Earned Fengar like the confidence just to call a coup meeting with, with every single adults. male in the village. Yeah. Like he's got to be thinking in a coup generally. Like maybe you win like over half the people, or maybe like two thirds. But he's like won over ninety eight percent of the. Well, village. he he doesn't he hasn't won over. Some of them don't really want to follow him, but they're two. too scared. Oh, oh you yeah, but then, scared? Um, there's two that he kills for not following him. How then, dumb um, are they, by the way? Yeah, those they're like, guys were are you with us after we've we've like I've told my intent to kill the king. Do you want to be part of this? No, the king's what? great. No, the first guy says no, so they stab him. <laughs> yeah. And then the second guy, like idiot of the century, is like, no, I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to leave. And it's like, you really think you're going to leave at this point? Dude, that worked out really good for the first guy. <laughs> that was classic. And they could have just said, yes, we're in on it. And they would have and left then, their lives. And then, and then they, the could have, they could have snitched But that's hard. what I thought. There was like two or three more that were looking kind of nervous throughout the whole thing. And yeah. after the second guy got killed with a knife. I should say with a knife. With a knife. Yeah, he got knifed. Yeah. Um, the, the other two guys were like, oh, yeah, okay, okay we're with you. Yeah. I thought they were going to go to the king and say... Something's, Something's a, mark. a mark. But they didn't. They just decided no. to stick with him. They hate the king. And it's they stuck the with him right to the very end. They got hung. Those were the two guys that went with Hamlet to uh, England when we get to that. Oh, and so they, they, they were the two that looked kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, they looked. One of them was um, Gollum. Andy Seacrest. Andy Circus. Circus. Yeah, yeah. One of them was that guy. I was going to say Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> different person. <laughs> similar similar jobs, different person. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, playing a, a part before he made, started making money, I guess. Before he started donning, like, uh... Those little dot things. Suits with dots on them, yeah, lycra with dots on them, motion capture suits. Motion capture, that's the word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's one of the bad guys. But yeah, I totally thought he was going to go and rag on Finger. No way. But he like, didn't. He stuck with it right till he got hung. Yeah, if he, like, if he helps in the murders, he gets, like, a sweet role in the village, you know, afterwards. Not none of their situations change. And like, he might might get some of those that sweet prostitute action, and by prostitute action I mean 
all the adult females in the village <laughs> who seem to sleep all together in run, one room and one bed naked. There aren't many parts of women in this movie. But anyway, yeah, we'll get to that later, I guess. Um, what did you think of the post-boar hunting scene um, when Amlet and his brother and the king and the queen are like holding a big feast in the hall and everything's going really nicely, they think, but like the whole male population of the town has kind of turned on them. Because there's no other extras in the movie, so like we well, have to assume other extras, we have to assume that uh, every male that we see on screen, or is is every male in the village, because the village isn't that big, and that's all we ever. And see. that's the thing that annoys me. Like, if you had enough money to make a big cast, you could have them being out proportioned by the people who weren't with them, mm. which would make sense for the story. And they're the when they make these sort of movies with low budget, they say people will just fill in that with their imagination. People will assume mm. there's more men in the village, but you don't. You don't fill that in with your imagination. What immediately comes to your mind is all the adult males in this village are with the bad guy. Why don't they just take over in the light of day? Because you could if you had all the people on your side. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be what you would do. But they don't. So you're thinking, what's why are they doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You don't fill in with your imagination. In air quotes all the people in the village that you can't see because they're like not uh you can't afford to they can't afford to hire them as extras yeah. they don't even paint them into the background yeah they're... that would have been better then at least it would have been like okay we're supposed to assume they're there that guy hasn't moved all movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like there's uh there's a weird bale scene where bale really uh shows us his acting chops by pretending to be either the hunter or the boar. The, the, when his... the, kid be, the little kid be's the boar. Oh, so yeah. So he like imitates being the hunter in their big hunt that they did. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because it's show hilarious. That... Maybe just to show he's got acting chops. Like, because in the movie he needs to act crazy. Do you think that's why they put it in? Like, oh, he's got to like, he's got to no. be this fun loving, like, kind of thinks outside uh, yeah, the well, box it's, guy. It's, it's, to, it's to show that he, he's, um... Stupid. A distinct individual before pretending to be crazy. Mm. But he has a personality and he's happy and stuff. Mm. It's like the the initial set of like... I get uh, that he's happy enough to like act in front of everyone. Is what, yeah, is what they're trying to show. Like, and he's fun loving. He? Yeah. He's fun loving. So that you can tell the difference when he changes. Mm. But it kind of comes across as like, what? Yeah, I kind of got that from that scene. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk about the, uh, the coup? The murders? Um... Well, I didn't have anything that much to say about it except that uh, Christian Bale goes crazy, and it's a yeah. He got uh, yeah. I'm gonna bring it up again. He he seems to me to go crazy immediately, um, and like if I was Fengar, I would like this is the thing I hate about Fengar's character. He has all these suspicions, but he just doesn't act on them in the way that would I think realistically happen. Like yeah, he he should right then and there, even if he is crazy, like. Dead men tell no tales. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the Treasure Island movie. That was, yeah. Yeah, dead men tell no tales. Dead men tell no tales. You should have learned from what's-his-face. Silver. Long John Silver, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. it does seem... Uh, what's the word? Like, it doesn't fit with his character. His character yeah. kind of doesn't care if he kills someone, but he's holding back for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't seem to make sense. What I didn't like was when... Uh, Amlet gives up his crazy routine for a girl. I thought that was pretty funny because, like, um, Amlet smells a trap, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he knows it's a trap. He knows it, but he also knows that if he has There's sex, a hot lady. if he has sex with this girl, really good, like he can he, turn if her. If he's really, really good at sex, he can turn her into and, a lover, and that's what happens. Yeah, he's so good at sex that she's convinced to be his lover. Yeah, because he's like, all right, I'm not going to be part of this royal deceit anymore. Mm, yeah. See what I did there with the title that of the movie? That was good. It was yeah. quite good, actually. Yeah. He, yeah, I wrote down, he's so good, she turns to his side. But, like, stupid enough to get her pregnant, though. Yeah. They're always going on about how he's clever. He's, like, the He's stupid. He goes back clever. for more and I mean, gets her pregnant. I mean, use a condom, man. <laughs> yeah. Use, like, a sheep Sheep's skin, uh, skin condom. Bulls. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> they, they are ancient condoms. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, ancient condoms are a thing, Yeah, right? they were. What? It. Tell me about that. They use, like, lamb or goat skin. To skin? Make yeah. Just, just skin? Yeah. Wouldn't that be quite thick? Yeah, not very, not like today's ones. Oh, okay. Safe sex, though. Did it work? Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't have them. No, I'm sure, but barely anything worked medicine-wise back in the day. I mean, they still used leeches, even though leeches clearly I think I think the general idea worked, but I think they were A, expensive, and B, probably reusable. I don't want to think Ooh, about that. Yeah, uh. that doesn't sound nice at all. <laughs> Anyway. I think that I think people just on the whole didn't care too much back in the day. <laughs> You're only living till thirty anyway, forty maybe. Yeah, just have kids while you can, right? Yeah. Amlet doesn't seem to care. And I, yeah, he doesn't care. No. He wants to go right ahead and put Impre- a baby in the belly yeah. of. Well, royals didn't care much for that back in the day. They're like, yeah, we've got some bastards out there. Yeah. Have it out of wedlock. That's all right. So eventually, because of the baby. Mm. Uh, Finger decides actually Amlet isn't crazy. He suspects. He suspects, and then I think he he's pretty sure when he sees that she's pregnant for here's, some reason. Here's the crazy thing: he doesn't. He sees that she's pregnant, so he knows Amlet had sex with her. So he knows for some reason crazy people don't have a libido and wouldn't have sex with someone. Well, no, it's because she told him. That they didn't. Ah, uh, okay. So, so he catches he knows, her in a he lie. Knows she's lying, and okay. if she's lying, there's probably something going on. So there. he, yeah. So he, from that, I would think a logical person would know already that Amlet is sane. Yeah. Um, and so he knows for sure. And Amlet has murdered one of the henchmen and chucked him into a pig pen. Oh yeah. That and the pigs gross. have eaten him. So he knows that Amlet is a murderer crazy or not and he also knows that he had sex with someone so that proves that he's sane no, the, and the, the woman lied that, the fact that she was lying okay, that yeah. she was on his side yeah. or something so he still needs to do this crazy thing of catching him out so he like when Amlet is going to England because that's how the bad uncle is gonna like yeah, that's not, he's not trying to catch him out doing that he kills her in front of him yeah that's not trying to catch him out Oh, that's is just that just to make him upset. is that a stuff you? That's just to like yeah, that's just like a stuff you. Oh, okay. He like gets the woman stabbed when she's saying goodbye to. I him. thought that was to try and like get a reaction out of Amlet to like be proof, but he's already like he's already shipping him off to be killed. Yeah, he's already so, shipping so him off to be killed. So we've missed the point here, which is that like once Fingar discovers Amlet is uh, not crazy and probably plotting to kill him, mm. he sends him off to England because. He knows he's got a friend there, mm. and he wants to send a message to his friend to say, when Amlet turns up, kill him. Rather than, let's kill him here, we're <laughs> going to use an expensive boat, send some of my men, go all the way off to England, well, and get a friend of mine who has no knowledge of any of the situation to kill him for me. I guess he doesn't want to anger the 20 farmers mm. that are also Maybe part ten, of this kingdom. Ten, ten farmers, The 10 yeah. farmers. So he doesn't want to do it on home turf, because that's foul play. So. And I maybe, maybe he's going to upset the mum if he does that, and she's now his new wife, so he doesn't want to do that. 
But worth saying, the mum is already upset because Amlet has come clean to her that he's actually sane and has scolded her for remarrying the uncle. Best line, when my mother regains her virginity. <laughs> that is when I'll snap out of it. Yeah, so he, yeah. Like, he snaps out of it. And she's like, when will you be sane? And he's like, yeah. He lays it on. He lays into his mum. But he doesn't tell her, pretend like nothing's happened. He like tells her he's got this great plan for how he's going to get finger, mm. which doesn't involve doing it before he gets shipped off to England. It involves <laughs> going to England and then coming back for some reason. Yeah. And he doesn't tell her to like pretend like nothing's happened. Yeah. Because that would mean that Fingo didn't know that he had some plan. Mm. But no. He does it the real stupid way. And his mum gives Fingo the cold shoulder. He's basically on the the couch at home now. So, like, Fingo really suspects something's up because the mum's, like, cotton on to, like, Fingo's murderousness. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what Amlet's thinking at this point. But... He manages but he to, has a plan. He manages to turn the tables on his would-be um, assassins, sort so of. So, Amlet goes off to England. Mm. By he boat. He gets sent by his uncle. Um, he can't say no. And his uncle sends him, well, sends him with some of the uncle's men to make sure that he does, in fact, get killed. Um, but Amlet, Amlet... And they take with them a message from Fenger... <laughs> Not on a scroll, to, though. ...to the friend in England. So, for some reason, they don't write this message on some sort of paper. They don't have okay? paper. Paper's not invented, apparently. They don't have paper. Even though it would have been. Um, so, they don't have paper. They've got wood blocks. They're going to write this message on blocks of wood. So not, they... not in language. They're going to write it in Elvish runes. Mm. So, we've got blocks of wood with Elvish runes and on them. And they, they Luckily, carve it. They have to carve. Yeah, they carve with Elvish runes so, on the block of wood. Luckily for Christian Bale, though, he knows Elvish runes. <laughs> so, so, he I, can rewrite the message on the way. I don't know if you remember this, but in the carving scene, is he like indenting the letters or is everything else lower than the characters? I can't he's remember. probably like changing them or something. Maybe he's making. Maybe he's so clever. He's making the message similar but slightly different. So in my memory, like the message was all bumpy. It wasn't like indented. No, it would have been. Otherwise, it'd be really hard to write. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. No, it wouldn't have been. Okay, so he like he changes he some must of the characters it somehow. Yeah, like maybe put extra things on them. But he just like inserts the henchmen's names. Where I don't think he inserts their names. He just says the henchman he's with it. But yeah, I thought it was going to be change one word, but he managed to change the whole sentence to like, my lovely ne- <laughs> nephew is going, coming to visit you. He unrealistically some, changes the message with his hint- carving yeah, knife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite funny. Maybe Maybe the Elvish ruins are quite, um, you know, malleable. It could yeah, be changed to yeah. any other letter that of the probably, alphabet that quite other, easily. That was one of my other favorite bits, the Elvish ruins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, he gets to England. Gets to England. Gets to the castle. Uh, at, when he's at the king's court, he actually has to fight a battle. An invading army comes to take over the king's land. So Amlet's up for it. Mind you, this is not in any way related to the actual storyline. This is like completely divergent from the whole point of the movie, both story and uh, theme. This is this just... in no way adds to anything in the movie. The, yeah, the tone is is all wrong for a Hamlet story, even though this is supposed to be the original Hamlet story. It should be all... Hamlet should be brooding and just hell-bent on, like, his singular mission to get revenge. But he's, like... 
It's like us playing a video game. He would like he gladly takes up a side quest. Yeah, he's cool for the side quest. He's all he's all down for the hard side quest, which in many ways is more difficult than the, the main assassination mission he's well, I mean, bent on. The, the army that comes to invades only ten people, so <laughs> that's ten more than back home. It's funny because they show the the army that's coming to invade, and they kind of obscure it in that first scene. So give them credit for that. But um, they try and make it out like there's been a huge battle. Yeah. And then the next day they're going to have a second battle. But it doesn't seem like there's many people in either battle. I mean, you don't actually see the first battle because they don't want to pay the money to actually have a battle yeah. scene. Well, to slow it down a bit, the invading army comes and the English, the good English people go out to meet them. And then we don't see the battle. It does that thing which only usually TV shows do when they don't have the budget to show a battle. Yeah. They show the direct aftermath. So you kind of like, well, like you kind of, yeah, you, you see like bodies and swords and bodies and like fires for some reason. Yeah. And you feel cheated as you should. And then like they retreat back to the castle. But hey, they did have a battle scene. They had the battle the next day. We didn't get completely cheated yeah, out so, of the battle. So all hope is lost, but Amlet has a plan. The 19, oh, 18 year old boy has a plan. So the, the king in the castle says, okay. Go ahead with your plan. Go ahead. Put my put all my men's lives he, in your hands. He sends some spies to go to the enemy camp. Yeah. Not to assassinate any actual... Oh, they, they get one soldier, I think. But yeah. They're not sent there to assassinate the soldiers or the uh, king. They're sent to steal the horses. Mm. Because, you Very know, valuable. reasons. Yeah. And they bring the horses back. And Hamlet's great plan is to prop these horses up with, uh, with the dead horses from the battle beforehand and the dead people from the battle beforehand. Yeah, he boosts kind of numbers. them up and boosts numbers to make it look like he's got a big army. But so it's, it's not basically, to scare them off. It's basically a mountain lion tactic. You want yeah. to seem bigger to a no, mountain no, lion, so you try and... But it's not to scare them off because they don't get scared off when they see that. It's, it's to so draw they, them in. Yeah, draw them in so then they can uh, throw the knives from the side. Yeah, they great. They get some knife throwers on the edge. Great like, ambush tactics. Yeah. But they don't get all of them. They throw the knives and hit about three people and then the rest scatter. And this is the best part, okay? We're getting to the best part yeah. of the battle scene. Single combat? You, you, no, 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 no. You've, you've missed the best part, right? What's the best okay, part? Okay, you just listen. Okay, so you have that first scene, the two armies squaring off. You're like, okay, it's supposed to be a battle. I mean, there's 10 people on either side, but it's supposed to be a battle. Okay, they're not employing Narnia <laughs> tactics where you've got like a hill and like a forest so you can't see the rest of the army. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in the open on a field with 10 people. Okay, I, I understand. Maybe they didn't have the budget to hire someone who was good at... Uh, choreographing action. Yeah, choreographing the the, the, um, the scene so that it looked like there was more people. Okay, we'll forgive them for all of that, but... No backdrop again. But, but well, there's a bit of fog. Yeah, no painted backdrop. Though. Okay, the painted backdrop. They could have done with one of that. <laughs> Just like some people. In okay, anyway, let me get to the big the big point. What's okay? the point? They, the, some of the army scatter, and then right in the middle of the battle, there's a guy taking a dump. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I totally think <laughs> that guy is so good. Yeah, so this is like a lightning advance from the bad team mm. to the to the good English people's line, and there's a bit of smoke and mirrors, and they kind of get lost on the way, and a guy <laughs> decides in the middle of the battle to go off to one side, but still on the battlefield and take <laughs> and a poo. <laughs> when I did that, I was like, <laughs> it's so out of place. What? It just doesn't make any sense. Like, tonally, this is supposed to be, like, one of the most serious scenes in the movie. <laughs> it's, like, the serious battle scene they've spent all their budget on, probably. 
<laughs> All these extras. That guy going to the toilet. <laughs> what is he doing? Do you think, like, the cameras are rolling and this extra just had to go and he, like, ruined a scene, but they had to, like, boost up this, like, action scene. Oh, I like to think that they filmed it beforehand and yeah. then they, like, didn't have enough uh, film scene. roll to, like, make a battle out of, so they're, like, <laughs> just chopping bits yeah. from before. I think they were trying to film, like, other skirmishes mm, that yeah. happened, like, like around this battle, but, like, they either ran out of money or time was against them, or for some reason they had to include all this other, f- other footage that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a good half... No, I want to say most. Most of all the fatalities in this battle result from knife oh, throwing. 100%. Like... In a, oh, in a normal guy, battle. One guy gets stabbed with a spear. Yeah. One guy gets speared. One guy is... In a movie, like, 99% of all deaths... Well, in a battle movie. In a... In a yeah, okay. Everything is, like, uh, done with swords, spears, or arrows. And then you have Unless one... it's a World War Two movie. You have one cool moment where, like, the hero... Throws a knife. Throw a knife. Because he's the only one who has, like, the the skill to throw a knife, which would be really hard to throw to kill someone Mm. and, like, nail them right in the head or something. Yeah. Everyone's doing this in this movie. (laughs) No one's using conventional weaponry. I like... (laughs) Why did they even bother bringing (laughs) swords and shields when they could have just (laughs) brought more knives to throw? (laughs) Those shields are going to be useless. Just get extra knives. A knife can pierce a shield. (laughs) Common knowledge. The, the one of the good one of the Get best smart. guys was actually the one that got killed by the spear in the end. But he was hiding up a tree, so when they walked past, <laughs> he threw a knife at the king. He actually missed and got the horse, but he did try and throw. A he knife almost at the king. got the king's bum, but it just like sadly went into. So that the was one of the other good bits about the um the battle. They used Ewok tactics. They yeah. weren't um because they had less numbers, I guess. You got to fight they, a gorilla or yeah, slash so Ewok they had those battle. People that were on the side like throwing knife. Well, that I mean, it was all the reason ambushes. I, the reason yeah. I wrote uh, Ewok. The reason I noted Ewok as I was watching it rather than Guerrilla Tactics is because mm. um, Guerrilla Tactics comes about from people... Well, I guess everyone knows what that is, but the difference Being brutal between, and like... Well, the difference between Guerrilla Tactics and Ewok Tactics is that like Ewoks use sticks and stones, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's what kind of what the, the feeling of the movie was. Like, yes, it was knives, but it kind of felt like sticks and stones. They yeah. were like... not. I didn't feel... Stone axes as well, I think, um, to a lesser extent. I guess. It, it didn't feel... Um, maybe because they didn't have the budget to show blood or anything. So it didn't feel uh, dangerous. It didn't feel yeah. gruesome. It just felt like they, they were throwing sticks and stuff. Fun and games. It yeah. felt too fun and games. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, like, running around stealing the horses. Their big game was to, like, steal everyone's horses. Uh, and the big uh, the big battle is resolved ultimately in single combat. Like, mm, there's yeah. a bit of a stalemate. And... Um, yeah, good guy Bale, Amulet, puts his hand up to um, mm. square off against the bad guy, the king. I didn't actually... I think I walked out of the room for the for when he actually killed him. What Did he knife, kill him with a knife? Knife throwing. Okay, I was going to say, I, I assume it was a knife. They sword fight, and okay. then both their swords ultimately get knocked out of their hands. Mm. And then I think there's like a, like a struggle scene to get to a knife to throw it first, or yeah. something like that. yeah. But it is resolved with a knife throw. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like what I was hoping for. And thinking back on it now, it just sounds ridiculous. And I'm thinking, did it happen? But it did. Yeah. That's what happened. Well, that's what you said when we were talking about the uh, when he finally gets finger in the end. Oh, like, spoiler you alert. You were like, well, yeah. You were like, 
oh, I'm pretty sure that that one didn't happen with a knife. And I was like, no, I remember. It happened with a knife. Yeah, and I like checked my movie notes. And I was it like, almost no, feels it like did. it's not real, eh? Like, they wouldn't do that like that many times. Yeah, it makes it your a, brain, a mockery of your, it, right? Your brain goes into rational mode trying to like, no, it's like a sword and sandals medieval night movie. Uh, they'd use their swords and maces and iris. No, they don't. They use the knife. They use the knife. <laughs> Much so more intimate. When he, because he defeats the uh, army in England, he gets himself a wife, which he brings yeah, back. Yeah, the, the king's like, have my daughter. Yeah. Just, mate, you've deserved. You, you you've deserve earned her. this. You've earned this. You've earned this daughter. <laughs> you've earned this daughter. So he goes home and he enacts his final plan to get Finger, which we've briefly touched on. Oh, before we get to that. Yeah. Um, The king in England murders the henchman. Oh, yeah, that's good. So he's doing a favor to Hamlet. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Amulet confuses the message so it looks like he the, the evil uncle it. wants the, the guys dead as well. So he's doing Amulet a favor. He's doing Fengar a favor. Like he thinks by killing these people. And like killing someone, like that's like a service. Like you're doing someone else a service by killing people. Like Well, depending as, on who you're killing. Yeah. 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 In this situation. In this doing the, the King of Denmark a huge favor. But... He talks about owing them money. He's like, and of course I'll play. I'll pay the blood price for killing your inch, your henchman that you told me to kill. That's something I just didn't get. I didn't understand. Is this like yeah. something I should know? Whenever you kill someone to help someone else out, you have to. Also you still pay have money. to pay the money. You have to double help them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. That was quite silly. I it was, was because like, Hamlet made out. Hamlet, sorry, made out like he was really upset about it or something. Yeah. So. I guess the king felt sorry for us. Maybe Amlet is like so attractive that he kind of makes men and women kind of swoon for him because he you makes mean, he makes mean, the Proza swoon for him. That's, true. that's in the honey trap, and then he makes this uh, you know this older king of England swoon you for him. You mean that if this well. was uh, Anima Beyond Fantasy, he'd have a ten in attractiveness? Yeah. Oh. So wow. he, yeah, he's the confuser. Mm. Turns you know straight people by maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You look worried there. I'm confused. So are they. Why would he pay the blood the blood price? Because he like in inverted commas. It's like wants, the black spot. It's wants, like something someone makes up to make it sound like, oh, this is probably what people did, you know? <laughs> pay the blood price. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I think that yeah, I think they just chucked it in there to like make it sound Spice cool, up. cool yeah. medieval. Well, um Yeah, so he goes back home with his new wife. Yep. On the sly. No one knows. No one knows he's coming back. And he's got this like secret, like ultimate plan to like usurp his uncle. And now, did you think at this moment in the film, did you think he was going to go back, steal into the town at the middle of the night, and then like Odysseus in the Odyssey? Well, that's what that's what you kill think, everyone like, straight away, okay, right? So when when you read the Odyssey, you're like frustrated by how long it takes Odysseus to finally do what he's talking about it's doing. A, it's a bit of but an Odyssey. It's a bit of a flippant Odyssey. <laughs> but at least what he does is like you feel like uh, there's some sort of cloak and dagger, cloak and knife. But he goes to in it. disguise. He goes yeah, you in feel disguise. like there's, there's some sort of secretive, like smart plan going on. But they just—it's like they couldn't afford to come up with a smart plan. It's like they couldn't afford to copy what what Odysseus <laughs> did. You know, they like, oh, I guess he just comes back, announces himself, and then wraps some people up in blankets and sets fire to them. Like it doesn't make any sense. What angered me—he comes back, deposits wife at the only loyal male in the village's house. Yeah, yeah. The singular person, and he goes back into the feasting hall, and you think, ah, okay. 
He's going to come out sword blazing. Yeah, knife take blazing. It, knife blazing. Knife blazing. Take everyone by surprise. Mm. Everyone's like having a feast. They don't suspect it. But he just like joins in. Yeah. He just joins so in. And then you're like, doing? oh, okay. So he's going to like um, act all boss and not allow anyone to take his sword. Nope. They take his sword. And like they're planning to kill him after the feast. So you don't know what's going to happen. But they take too much joy in the fact that they think they've got him, that everyone gets too drunk. No, Fe- he poisons, he like uh, Fe- drugs in the wine or something. I don't think he does because everyone's, including him, is drinking the wine. So Fengar leaves for some reason. No, he leaves to try and blunt his sword. Okay, he, yeah, he's on sword blunting <laughs> duty. <on> sword blunting. <laughs> and everyone else like um, continues the party and the henchmen especially just have too much wine. No, I think you must put no, you, drugs in the wine. No, you think that because that seems logical, but he <laughs> Why doesn't. Why do Because <laughs> I watched, I was like, oh, he's going to poison the wine. Everyone's drinking that wine. All the villagers are. They just have too much. <laughs> and they get real sleepy because when you're really drunk, you're like, get super sleepy. So they just pass out. And then um, he takes down tapestries off the wall. I didn't like that. That's a bit I didn't like. Like, he made sure his, his mum knew. Like, mum, you've got to make sure those tapestries that you've slaved over for the whole movie, <laughs> you've got to make sure those are on the wall. She's, so she's been slaving over these tapestries. Because my master movie. plan involves um, them. And, like, my master plan involves them. Yeah. You're like, how can his master plan involve these tapestries? <laughs> he's just going to use them as blankets. Oh, you wait. He's just going to use them as blankets. No, no, he couldn't get his mum to put up any old blankets or sheets or anything on the wall. Yeah. They have sheets in the movie. You see them have sheets. Yeah. He couldn't get his mum to put those up on the wall. He has to get his mum to put up Perfect the, pass- the, 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 tapestries. the tapestries, which, by the way, don't look that great. They look really bad. But let's imagine that his, they, can't that, afford they look good. great. Let's imagine that his mum's... Because yeah. his mum has spent lots of time on these. So he has to, like, use those to wrap the dead body, wrap the bodies in and then burn. Unconscious bodies, yeah. yeah unconscious. And then, but he's going to burn them. He's ultimately going to burn them. So here's the thing. They're passed out. You want to kill these guys? When you just stab them when they're passed out? No, you're gonna get your mother's ex- like fancy yeah, tapestries that just slaves. It doesn't make over. sense. You you wrap them up. You and wrap they, them up, and, and then you're gonna burn and, your and own you're gonna, property. You're gonna, he puts like little um tacks in them that he those little bits of wood he's been making the whole movie. Yeah, you think it's part of his craziness, but he's really been making like these carving these little so like, can, like toggles. Put, toggles, yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like he's been making toggles the whole movie so he can like tie the blankets together. Tapestries, sorry. Um, so what I don't like is he wraps those guys up, uses his toggles, toggles. to secure them away. So they look like, um, you know, they're just like in little sacks. Rolls, yeah, yeah, little sausage rolls. Then, like, he just burns down the main hall. So Don't stab them. you got to use the tapestries, the toggles, and burn down your house. Yeah, you got to burn down your feasting hall, which is probably, like, the most expensive connected building to your whole village. Yeah. Um, it's so got the um the saunas in it. The saunas are part of that building. Yeah. He's burning down the saunas. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like that one, but I'm like, you're an idiot, Emma. But it, the reason the reason I think they did that was because they, they had this vision of having Fingar and Amlet battle have the final battle in a burning building. Yeah. So they had to somehow get them to a burning building. So yeah, so Fingar comes back and Hamlet's been like smuggled back his sword and he doesn't even does he use no he doesn't use his sword what does he use because his sword's like smashed in yeah I don't know what he uses he throws a knife at him it hits the pole Fingar pulls it out of the pole throws it back at Hamlet yeah Hamlet picks it up from the floor and then kills Fingar with it. <laughs> it's like a tennis match yeah <laughs> 
Oh, so anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was climactic in terms of if you're viewing this movie as, uh, instead of viewing it as Royal Deceit or Prince of Jutland, you could add the third name on there, which is uh, Knives for the Win. <laughs> if you're viewing it as that movie, <laughs> Knives Rule, then it is climactic. Yeah. Like, oh man, so much more knife action between two people at the same time. Oh my gosh, are they going to kill, is he going to kill the final guy with a knife? He better kill the final guy with a knife. It's building up, it's building up. Is it going to be a knife? It's a knife! Oh no, Pinkas, now it's his turn with the ultimate weapon. <laughs> oh, he missed. I hope. Oh yeah, yeah. Hamlet's going to use the ultimate Now he's got the ultimate weapon in the universe. It was good. Yeah. So, yeah, Amulet saves the day, becomes the new king, marries the queen. And, yeah, the ten farmers that are left are quite happy about it. All the males in the village are now dead, dead, though, because they're the people who conspired against them. They're still the, like, peasant peasant folk. Yeah, but they need to work in the farm. So, basically, there's no one in the village. There's no blacksmiths or whatever else. Who needs those when you've got revenge? Yeah, I guess so. So, how did this movie compare to other movies like it? Okay, so like Braveheart, like other Hamlet movies. Did you ever watch Hamlet? No, I've never actually for seen. School? I've never seen a Hamlet movie. Have you? Yeah, I watched like a real run-of-the-mill one, which was actually one of the better ones. Apparently, my English teacher told me in high school. Was it good? Uh, it was better than this. Well, I've watched a Terry Pratchett Hamlet, and it was. Slightly better than this. What was missing was like the ghost, the ghost of the father telling Hamlet what he has to do. Yeah. I really like the, like looking back, I really enjoy Shakespeare's Hamlet. I never thought I'd say that, but I really did enjoy it more than this. Yeah? Yeah. I've only watched, I think I've only watched. We don't, there's no Ophelia. There's no Ophelia in this movie. Oh, yeah. That was a poignant character. I guess you could kind of say the honey trap girl was the one that love she interest that she dies. She commits suicide though. But she just dies. Yeah, really anticlimactically. Yeah. Just like everything else in the she movie. She gets rocked to the head and then she gets stabbed, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that's she's true. She's pregnant yeah. and showing. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of sad. Hamlet's fault though. Shouldn't have mucked around with that. Yeah. No, I liked I like the original Hamlet story. I just think, although we didn't haven't got many other movies to compare this to, I just think it's worse than everything. It's not as good as The Lion King. Well, I mean, if we're going to compare it to other really bad movies, it was probably similar, on par with Mio in the Land of Faraway. I wouldn't say worse. I'd rather watch Mio in the Land of Faraway than this again. Oh, no, this one had boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish boobs. Right. No, Danish boobs. Right? So how did Christian Bale do then? Um, uh, I guess my favorite Bale bit was when he yeah reveals himself to his mum that he's actually sane mm. after stabbing someone yeah and then in front of her he tells her off for remarrying yeah um that'd be my bit that's good i thought christian bale did not a great job it wasn't as good as some of his earlier performances or, or later ones for that matter so he, i guess he, i was a little disappointed did he pull off crazy no like, he really didn't he did a, such a bad job of crazy which <laughs> yeah. is why i'm saying he this is probably some bad acting from him yeah the crazy was really poor. Really, really poor. Yeah, and he used to like follow, follow like Johnny Depp around for a little bit to get like that delirious kind of crazy act going. I don't know. Just, I don't know. There's not much it to like. Poor. There's not much to like. It's it's like it's trying to be the gritty real story of Hamlet, but it comes off more cheesy than anything and it wasn't, that's been done before. It didn't before. come off, off as gritty at all because there wasn't, they didn't have the budget for like uh, Gore, violence or yeah. anything. I watched 
the new Macbeth movie on the plane the other month. And that that's kind of like going back to Hamlet stories, um, how they would look if they were actually told in the time they're set. So in Macbeth, which is a Scottish Shakespearean tale, uh, Macbeth is like the new king after he kills the old king. But he's really just like the chieftain over a few tribes that oh, are yeah. in the area. But there's probably and more th- than five people. Yeah, exactly. And this tries to go, which is like a, you know, it's obviously made before that. It's trying to do a similar thing. Of like, hey, let's be realistic. He doesn't have a golden crown or a throne. But the sure. Macbeth was really gritty than the modern, yeah. Re- well, yeah, the newest Macbeth that's out at the moment with Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. So having seen something that is supposed to be like more true to the time that it was actually set in. Well, that's a good thing to compare it to. Yeah, yeah. We just thought of that now, I guess. Macbeth just did so much better. It had some... It almost follows the same kind of like um, uh, filmmaking like style. Like they hire a good actor, famous actor, uh, Michael Fassbender. This one had Christian Bale. He wasn't that famous at that point. But it had... He a few good movies. It did have other um, like famous actors at the time. It had the guy from... The Usual Suspects. And they had the guy off the Bourne Supremacy, who's the baddie. <laughs> <laughs> they did, yeah. yeah. Who's that? Um, and also the wife. Uh, what was his wife? I think Ethel. Christian Bale's wife, Ethel, was... Um, Kay Winslet? No, 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 no. Less famous. The one that's in Underworld. Oh, yeah. Also called Kate. Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. No, it did... I guess she wasn't um, She probably wasn't as time. famous at that time. Yeah. Probably same as Christian Bale. Maybe she was... I don't know, actually. I have no idea about her career. But Christian Bale had had a few good movies under his belt for people to know him for. But he wasn't he wasn't rolling in the the A-class acting at this point. But, yeah. But, like, um, the modern Macbeth movie has, like, you know, some a few good actors. Um, but it just manages to, like, spend the rest of the money on having lots of extras. Um, and just having a convincing, like, setting. Yeah. Well, it probably had more money than, than Royal Deceit, though. The way a royal deceit is shot, it goes for that um, unfiltered look, like there's no filter on the camera. Hmm. So it just makes it look like Spanish soap opera. No offense if you like Spanish soap operas. Yeah, it has Gabriel Brian, which is Fingar, the evil uncle, Her- Helen Mirren, Christian Bale. Brian Cox is the king in England who was in The Born Supremacy. And of course, Michael Secret Circus. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Who was also not famous at that time. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I think it fails what it was trying to do. Comparing it to, like, yeah. other Shakespearean Well, let's not spend too much more time on it then. Let's move on to Armistad. Yay! Do you want to give us a summary of Armistad, Tarek? Yeah, I will. So, it's set in roughly the late 1700s, maybe early 1800s. Um... It's set uh, in America. So, a slave ship that was traveling from Cuba, Cuba to some part in America um, to sell slaves um, uh, is mutinied. So, the slaves actually escape their chains and kill most of the crew who are taking them to be sold into slavery. And they, at um, Sword Point, no knives, not so much knives in this movie. Oh, yeah, that sucks. They, um, they get the captain to, or the first mate to steer towards um, back home. 
but uh, the first mate fools them and they're actually taken to America instead where they're caught and it's a, actually a courtroom drama where the um, people who are anti-slavery have to like convince the courtroom that these people are actually wrongfully being sold and that they've done nothing wrong to break out of their chains and have mutinied and not be sent down south to be like worked in cotton farms and things. So it's all about the courtroom drama. Matthew McConaughey is the lawyer who is defending Again. the slaves. Yep. So this is his second courtroom. I think so. Yep. So yeah. We had a time to kill and we have had this one. That's really a synopsis. Yep. So uh, overall, did you like it? Yeah, I did. And for the Trust fact, you. it was it's not like a time to kill where that was totally fictional. This was actually based on real events. I guess that was a real situation. That was, I guess, the thing that was and more somewhat appealing. Made made it made it somewhat appealing was like, what is this? Which part of this is real? Mm. That always gets you when you see something that says based on a true story. The whole time you're thinking, which part of this is real? Which part of this is fiction? Because it's usually the love interest, which is uh, yeah. the not yeah. true bit. But like it always makes you want to look up which parts of it were real. Like when we were watching, it got us intrigued we were about watching, history. Um, Band of Brothers the other day, and oh, I'm like, I just series. had to look up which parts of that were real and which yeah. parts were fictional. A lot like, of it is real. Yeah, and I I didn't actually look up for this one. I didn't get a straight answer for this one. I should say about you could kind of you could kind of guess. Well, yeah, I guess all and the same thing as Band of Bro- Brothers. All the like personal interactions are going to be yeah uh, at least exaggerated. Yeah, probably more so for this one. Yeah. Um. But like the 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 actual points about them having to redo the the court the courtroom the trial the trial having to redo the trial after the one was real. Uh, but did you like it? Um, it was okay. I guess I didn't think it was a bad movie technically, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Put it that way. Well, so it's, I could it's see a hard movie to enjoy because it's no, about well, slavery. Yeah, sometimes I can enjoy movies like that, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. I didn't find it that. Uh, interesting. It wasn't serious enough. It just didn't feel like the stakes were okay. The stakes were high, but um, for for the movie, for the type of movie it was, like uh, a slavery movie where the stakes are always high, it didn't feel, I guess, like they were as high as they could have been or something. I don't know. Okay. Like it was like one ship of people. It wasn't like abolishing slavery permanently or something. I don't know. Okay, it sounds yeah. really callous, but it didn't feel. As important uh, as, as important other slavery or, movies, yeah, like um, like Amazing Grace. That wasn't that great a movie either, I'd say. No, it was... but it's about the British yeah, abolishing no. slavery once I know, once but I didn't all. think that movie was that great. Okay, well, why do you not think this one's great? I don't then? know, I just, I, maybe I just don't like that. That subject doesn't appeal to me as something interesting from history or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, agree to disagree on that. But what was your favorite bit? Best part? I liked it when the um the the guys in jail, the ones who... Are they slaves or aren't they? So this whole the whole the whole point of the cargo movie. of the ship. I should I'm not sure what to call them. The group of people. The they human cargo. The human cargo. When they were in prison, one of them gets hold of a Bible. Yeah. And he like uh, doesn't can't read it because he can't read the English. But he like looks at the pictures. It's picture a picture Bible. Bible. It's a picture and Bible. And he decides that Jesus is cool. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah, he like makes a few leaps, like because like there are, um, if you read the Bible and if you have an illustrated Bible. 
Like they give it. Pictures don't tell the story. Like yeah, the, it would be very hard to like understand the abstract stuff that's happening in some of the pictures. Yeah. Like if you look at those old masters paintings that like um people have painted over the years, which have like Abraham about to like sacrifice his son. Yeah, yeah. Or all these other things, you kind of be like, if you didn't know the story, you'd, you'd be, be like, like, what? What is he doing? Yeah. Is he the villain? But no, like um good. the the guy who who has this Bible in prison he figures it out like oh, when yeah. they, when he's talking to the main the main uh, slave. slave guy um and he's talking about what it, these pictures and he's figured out what what the story's about Sinke and um, Sinke yes yeah, so Sinke is the main slave guy that we're the slave leader the slave leader but anyway the guy who's probably supposed to be the leader of their tribe because he's wearing that purple robe and he's all in charge on the ship yeah he's, so anyway he's, he's more by one, birth in charge yeah, but Sinke is more smart, the leader smart does the smarts for the group. Anyway, so he's the one that gets hold of the Bible and like he explains and they have subtitles. He explains what the um what the book's about and like it's funny to the audience because we know he's getting it right. Yeah. We know that he's talking about generally what happens in the story of the Bible. And he's like, This guy must be really cool and Sinke's like, nah, that can't be real and the guy's like, nah, nah. He's legit. Converted you converted. <laughs> converted just like from that. the picture Bible. Yeah, I yeah. like that too. That was quite funny. Uh, what was your least favorite bit? Um, Matthew McConaughey's bad haircut. Yeah. He had a really bad haircut and bad glasses. Made him look really ugly. And I think they did that on purpose. To try and make him not hot. Because like, yeah, in other movies, he's trying to look movie. like he's got like his, his um, chest out, not wearing a shirt. I mean, obviously, Matthew McConaughey. He's got his guns like, out in the time 90% of the cool. time, not wearing a shirt. When he's um, on his downtime, he gets his yeah, guns out. Yeah, he always out. gets his guns out. So this movie, they're like, actually, that's not the focus of this movie. Let's put you in a shirt. I like that. His sexiness detra- detracts from the stories. Yeah. So they're like, we can't get people focused on a six pack. Yeah. Right. We'll give them sideburns and isn't, stupid glasses. Isn't that, I remember hearing for uh, a movie when I was a teenager, they had to like. That had Lindsay Lohan in it, and they had to like decrease the size of her boobs. Oh yeah, isn't it um, Herbie? I don't know. That's the name of the car. They had to digitally in post cover her cleavage and make her boobs smaller. I think. Oh, it was just cover her cleavage. Oh, no, okay. I think they reduced her boob size as that's well in post. Hilarious. So that's basically what they're doing with Matthew McConaughey. They're reducing his boob size <laughs> by putting a bad haircut and bad glasses on him. Which the, I, f- I found kind of funny. They 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 knew beforehand. I like that that they knew. He's like this. Yeah. Is, this guy's hot. It's <laughs> not gonna work. And yet they still cast him for the role. Yeah. They liked his energy, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's. A, I I like him as a lawyer. Yeah, I liked him. I in guess this. they he, they liked him as a lawyer as well. I didn't say what my favorite, but my favorite bit was um, when justice is like served, the final time, and uh, it is clear that the the South. Who who really want this case to go the way of the slavers? That they're gonna have to like have a civil war, and that you know slavery is gonna like be ended once and for all because it's like the first step to like the civil war happening. Well, it's it's po- posed as the first step to the yeah. civil war. Yeah. So happening. I don't know if this was actually, but in the movie I was like, yes, they're finally you know yeah, getting war. it right, getting yeah. it right. Well, no, they're getting it right. They're yeah. gonna end slavery. Okay. okay. Uh, my least favorite bit was the music. I think you didn't like the music oh, either. Oh, man, I hated the music. Because yeah. it lays it on way too thick. Like, if you're supposed to feel sad about something or, like, inspired by a scene, by yeah. this talky bit, yeah. they'll, like, have the orchestra going so you know what to feel. It's like the equivalent of canned laughter. 
This movie had I mean, too much can. All, all, all movies music. do that. Like all movies, put the music scary when you're supposed to be scared. Put the but music usually sad. you don't notice. Yeah, usually you're that's, like that's the mark of it. It matching your mood. Like yeah. the, the, the 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 visuals do it to a certain extent, and then the music heightens that a little bit. Like yeah, it, it takes what you're already feeling and it brings you with it and heightens it a bit. Yeah, but this just like laid it on as like the only uh, maybe. It mustn't have been the only, like, obviously they were saying things that were supposed to make you feel, let's say, sad. They were obviously saying something that was supposed to make you feel sad. But, yeah. like, I wasn't feeling sad in the slightest because obviously the words weren't doing anything for me. And so then they just lay it on really thick, really loud with the music. And I'm like, what? what is this music doing? Like, why are you trying to make me feel sad with the music? It was really frustrating, like, really maybe, distracting from the movie. Maybe they, like, they filmed it and they played it back and they were editing. And they were and like, they were like, oh, this is going to be real boring. <laughs> or maybe they tested it with test audiences and they were like, we don't know where how, how to feel on this scene. So mm. they're like, all right, we have to put some bloody music in here. Or maybe, yeah, maybe they said that and then, so they're like, let's just turn the music up or something. Yeah. I don't know because it was really annoying. I was like, uh, excuse me, are you trying to weasel an emotion out of me? Because I'm really not feeling it. Mm. Oh, the best part no, of No, I thought I was feeling it without the, the music. It's like when a good comedy, like Friends, has laughs, but... It just ha- it's just funny by itself. You don't actually no, need the laugh to track why, in Friends. That's why you don't notice the laugh to track in Friends. Because it's already funny. You're laughing with it. So you don't notice it. Which is like when a movie's sad, you don't notice the sad music because you're being sad with it. Yeah. When a movie's scary, you don't notice the scary music because okay. you're being scared with it. So you, do, you think this, do you think this is evidence that I didn't quite perform Yeah, as it because should. I wasn't feeling... I mean, maybe I was like aware that those emotions, that it was a sad moment or an exciting I f- moment. I, d- I felt sad during yeah. some scenes. Yeah, but like you didn't feel as sad as the music was trying to make out. You weren't like sobbing. No, I think it was in the inspiring scenes that I got really pissed off when it was like basically... The American National Anthem, like in the background of oh, when yeah. Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins started talking. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't actually remember specifically. I just remember it was really annoying. It was basically when like... The whole way through this movie, I was like commenting on how annoying the music was, wasn't I? You were. It was so annoying. The, the best part about it though was at the very end, the mm. music track they had was like the end of the Star Wars Episode One music. Yeah, everyone gets medals. The, when the when they get the medals in, in episode one, and you know episode she, four. No, no, episode one. I'm specifically talking about episode one. Oh. When I reread my notes, I was like trying to remember how it was like episode four, and then I was like, no, wait, no, no, it was episode one that Explain I explain what you mean at the end of episode. You know episode one, one where they have that medal ceremony and they she gets the ball, they get the ball. The oh gun yeah, ball, they and like do. Anakin's got his like Jedi haircut. Yeah, and like that's everyone's right. looking happy. That music. Is so that it's like? Not, it's not. Is it before the funeral scene with Qui Gon, or I'll, after I'll, it? I'll play it for you. No, don't play it. Why not? Okay, play it. Misa, right, so sad for this. This song. They had this at the end of Armistad. All of this. They had all of this. Like they took this song and played it in Armistad. This music. It was this one. Yeah, they had this. They had this song at the end of Armistad. There's the ball. Yeah, the ball. What is the ball? You and McGregor. He's so hot. No, oh, he's like he's the thing that brings the movie out, man. Yeah, I guess we're gonna sign on. Exactly, he's not gonna sign on for Star Wars. <laughs> Classic Jar Jar move. Here's White Yoda. <laughs> they had th- this music, like right here, this part. They had this at the yeah. end of Armistad. Uh, yeah, this is just a 
yeah, yeah. to prove that it's the same thing which is that the whole time I was like when they're having the ending scene and they were giving you the information about what the characters did after the movie finished the whole time I was like what they went and enjoyed their galactic adventure I always love the smiling at the end of Star Wars. It happens at the end of epi every episode. Oh, so good. I love when they get medals. That's the best. I really the best wish one. we could have the watched end of a new hope. the original trilogy this week. <laughs> I guess I could have. Every week, we're like, instead of watching whatever movie we're watching, we're like, why aren't we watching original why, trilogy? Why aren't we watching original Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Should we, should we go in a bit into the plot a little bit more and kind of discuss what we um thought all right was a bit here we go interesting oh you're gonna gonna play the um end of Amistad yeah okay so I think the Amistad was more tribal choir and episode one from Phantom Menace was more like an angelic choir it was the same but they song were similar. they were very similar it was similar. the same song it's the same thing it's like it happy, it's like a happy moment finally okay. now we can get the girls out who can sing in the choir we've well, been hiding them because they've been they would have been sullied and sad, yeah. and sad by the bad thing that was yeah. happening now it's all over Okay, should we get into the plot a bit more? Really yeah, rip sure. into this bad boy? So, um... They... What did you think about... We start the movie on the slave ship, and it's the slaves escaping and revolting and mutinying, killing. What did you think of that? I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I guess. And, like, watching um, Sinke, like, escape initially. He's, like, the first guy to escape, like, pulling out that, like half inch sorry half foot nail that's like binding his chains that was so like intense when he was like using his bloodied fingers to like move the nail and then pull it out yeah i guess like whenever i see fingers doing that or fingernails doing that it makes you like i feel like a little bit sore in my willy like i'm like oh no i can feel that pain right down south I'm i wouldn't like, say i feel it in my willy but you kind of feel it in your teeth you're a little bit like I was like, oh no, no, no! And then you get, I get phantom pains in my fingers. Not that they're missing. Yeah, but I'm like, I feel your pain. It's that uh, extreme close. It's extreme close up, like fingers getting like ruined yeah. by like doing when, the when thing. When you see like an, if you saw like a nail getting ripped off. Oh, something. I would. Yeah, it's, it's but, that same feeling. It's that kind of feeling, and um, you're not gonna like this question, but is there a time to kill? <laughs> Right back to, is there a time to kill? Why are you bringing this up again? Because they kill. I don't think, I, that's why, see this is exactly, we were having this exact same conflict of opinion again. Because the whole movie, when they were trying them for, um, yeah. for like, are they slaves, aren't they? I was like, did we just forget they murdered people? I thought they were a little bit more in the right because otherwise they weren't, I wouldn't, maybe not right, but like, I would have done it maybe. To like, get free, you're going to do anything, right? Um, uh... So the slaves get tricked and they get brought to America and the whiteies just bring, put them into prison. They're like, yep, they're slaves. We believe these Spanish Cubans. They just committed murder. Mutinied. They of course they going to put them in prison. They should be done, dirty slaves. We're going to throw them in the jailhouse. I thought that was real rough. They just committed murder. They're obviously African as well. Like, 
you know, like straight from Africa. They're not like speak no English. They're obviously like no legit Spanish. Africa. Yeah, <laughs> they don't speak any Spanish. I was laughing at your comment, actually, not agreeing with you. I'm gonna take it as agreeing. Like legit And don't Africa? you dare cut out my bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut it out. You can say what you want. Yeah. About there being a time to kill on me. I didn't like. I'm cutting that bit out. I'm gonna um, talk all about it then. So you have a lot well, of people editing. are gonna be confused because they're not gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I didn't like when they when they did, so they didn't speak English and so then they got a linguist to turn up mm. and I hate it how like linguists in movies that like, they do this in Star Trek although they do it worse in Star Trek. Don't they have like a little magical bean that like gives them the language anyway? You're thinking about um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I thought they had little like badges or something that could yeah like... it's technology rather than a magical bean yeah same thing magical no. bean magical kill yes, bit of technology they do have universal translators but in the first star trek before yeah. they have universal translators yeah in the prequel star trek mm. they have to have a person on board who translates languages yeah and this magical person is like so good with languages that they're like, this is, a, this is the same thing that they did in Contact where it's like, someone's good at something. They're really, really, really good at something. I'm if gonna, this was anime I'm beyond fantasy, they'd have a 10 in that skill. Everyone has a 10 in the skill that they're good at. This, the person who's a linguist has a 10 in like speaking languages. They can understand any language. Just get them to be around people that speak that language. Within 10 minutes, they'll be able to speak Rhiannon to them. Is, that doesn't happen. Rhiannon is, of course, referring to a role-playing game where you can have skills and points in those skills. But I'm going to rebuke you on that because he's a dumbass. They get the linguist. Okay. In, and he finish? doesn't know anything. Yeah, would you let me finish? Yeah. This particular linguist doesn't do as good a job or as p- pathetic, as annoying a job as the one in, in Star Trek. But they do still do that thing where he says to them, just keep them talking like he's going to understand them if they keep him talking. He knows nothing. He gets them to count to 10. And then you could do that with sign. You could be like, what's this number? Then what's this number? And I'm holding up my fingers. Like, you could use sign language to do that. Anyone could do his job. But he makes out like he might be able to do it by getting them to con- make them talk. I think the movie points out that a white man can't possibly do the role because, like, they're talking about how they mistrust everyone and the linguist is like, just, we get the subtitles and he just kind of makes up and is actually totally but that's, wrong. But they're making out like it's the exception to the rule, not not the rule. They're making out like he is the exception to the rule and that the rule would be if you got some people talking for 10 minutes, you'd be able to understand them. Mm. That's the thing that that's annoying about movies, and that they kind of they allude to this by him saying, "Just keep them talking." Like if he keeps them talking for a few hours, he'll understand something about what they're talking about. But he won't. You can't understand what someone's talking about by listening to them for even hours on end. Well, I agree. I think movies in general, like people pick up skills, including language, pretty easily sometimes. Well, they do that in this movie as well. Like Sinke starts speaking English almost by the end of it. Okay, maybe not. Almost. No, he doesn't. He really. says some things in English. Okay. That'd be pretty hard to do when he had absolutely... He has one line in English. He says like three things in English. Okay, sorry. Anyway, let's stop talking about that part as well. <laughs> so the trials, anything you want to talk about the trials? Yeah, it's like um, they finally get a lawyer to defend uh, the black guys. And there's some rich people who want um, the system to change, which white guys who want really want to take the case of the slaves... Uh, so they um looking high and low for an appropriate lawyer, but they get actually approached by Matthew McConaughey's character, the ugly, uh, the ugly lawyer. <laughs> He's not an attractive lawyer. <laughs> yeah, big sideburns, almost Abe Link- Abraham Lincoln style, like a good little 
like all around from like ear to <laughs> to chin to then back to ear beard. Yeah, not quite all the way around, but yeah, close. Yeah, pretty, pretty close. close. Like it would have been better if it connected all the way around. The gap kind of detracts from the, the goodness of the burns. Yeah. Anyway, so he, he really pushes to be the lawyer and he's not their first choice, but kind of no one else stands up. Um, so they kind of like, they're like, okay, let's see what you got. And he totally nails it. Like, um, the odds are, you get the feeling that the odds are stacked against him and that so many people don't want the status quo to change, but he makes such a good argument that the slaves were illegally gained, gotten. Ill-gotten? Uh, Ill-gotten slaves, because they weren't born in Cuba. So, theoretically, they weren't born into slavery. And since kidnapping people and forcing them into slavery is illegal in America, they technically shouldn't have been in that situation. So, it's like, hats off to McConaughey. It's great. But... Yeah, I mean, he did a good job. He got him off. Um, But it's kind of not to be, because the... The, the powers that be are pressured by the politics of the time, which is the, the southern states are kind of angry um, about them having to give up their slaves, that the president of the United States has to like appoint another judge who they think will um, uh, kind of uh, produce a verdict that favours the slavers, which is unfortunate. So they've got to do it all over again with a new judge and a new jury. And as they explain to the slaves, uh, it's clear that the slaves aren't happy in their situation either because they think they've won, but then they're back to square one again. Yeah, I guess it kind of sucks, huh? It's like the great tragedy of it all. It's like... um. They shouldn't really be in this courtroom situation. As a modern viewer, you're like, this shouldn't even be happening, but they win. That's great. And then it's like stacked against them again, and it's ridiculous that they have to do the whole the whole thing again and try and convince another judge about it. What happens when they convince the other judge, Tarek? Um, <laughs> uh, is it a southern senator or governor? Yeah, he's like some sort of senator anyway, or something. Anyway, he, like, he basically intimidates the president of the United States into like taking it to the Supreme Court where uh, a lot of the members of the Supreme Court themselves own slaves is that um, why they want to take it to the Supreme Court well yeah that's what that's what um, one of the characters quoted yeah so they think they'll the South thinks they'll have better luck um, taking it to the Supreme Court and that's when McConaughey and friends and the slaves convinced Sir Anthony Hopkins, who was a former president of the United States, and as a congressman, somehow they convince him to take up the case because he's great at being a lawyer as well. And great he, at everything. Yeah, and he, he wins the day in the end. So, justice is so served. Worked. Justice is served. Justice is served. I kind of like the one of the, um, one of the British uh, sailors... Who turns up? He's a gives, witness. Uh, give, gives witness. Yeah. Um, at the end, when justice is served, mm. uh, you get to see uh, his little. They have they have that classic thing that movies do where they have the wrap up scene where they like uh, put words like a little um, 
clip of what people are doing now and then they put the words over like so and so went on to do this so and so went on to do this that they yeah. always do in like movies that's supposed to be like based on real stuff so the british really ca- cliche so anyway he he goes on to find the uh slave city and uh break it down it's so. like a fortress that slavers in africa are using to like send capture people and then send them off to cuba and i guess the south americas and then on to north america and um so it's a big the, win for justice the, the judge that was against that wanted to put the uh slaves uh send them to work send them to be slaves uh he doubted the sailors testimony that there was such a fortress somewhere it was a lawyer wasn't yeah it was a lawyer yeah yeah so um at the end his wrap-up story was like he finds it and sends a letter to the guy who doubted him being like yeah, you're right. There isn't such a fortress as he's knocking it down. Because, haha, he knocked it down. So he's destroyed. Not yeah, he cannons it from sea. Yeah. Um, oh, I was real gutted for Matthew McConaughey's character. Because he's, he's obviously lawyering, lawyering his pants off. Um, but because he's taking this slave case, which is unpopular with some people, um, his, like, practice is going under. And, like... Um, it's like that classic thing I don't like in movies where, like, if a character's feeling in pain or cold or hungry or if they feel like um, they're in really harsh circumstances, I kind of, like, feel... F- I empathize for the character as well. Like, just the fact that, like, he said he was going broke. I was like, oh, no. no am I going broke too? <laughs> You've got too much empathy, I think. Yeah, I was totally empathizing for his, like, practice, his, like, failing law practice. Uh, bittersweet ending though. Um, so all the slaves get uh, are able to like um, go home or stay in America, and the uh, the this ex slave interpreter decides to go back to Africa as well. And in the the end scene where like it's um, with the words on top saying yeah, what not, happens to everyone, not the voiceover, but yeah, the fade out with the words. That's such a you cliche find- fade out with words. Because they're like, oh, we can't, we don't have any more time to tell the story, so we've got to wrap up the facts. Um, we find out that Sinke's family, while he was gone, were captured by slavers um, and like sent off somewhere as well. It's like and not it, a very wrap up ending, is it? It's, it's not so a very bittersweet. Like, it's he like went he, home and was happy. He gets his freedom, but then his whole family are like captured, so he's not really going to live in happiness. It's not a happy ending. Yeah. Although they're sailing into the sunset. It's not a happy uh, sunset. Yeah, you don't see him going home and like being distraught over losing his family. You're just like, oh. It actually reminded me of is it five years a slave or nine years a slave? I didn't see that movie. Um, in the fade out to that, um, he like gets back home and he like uh prosecutes the people that kidnapped him, and then in the fade out, it's like, but he did not win his case because they were white, and they were more. The jury believed them as white people. Over him. I was like, gutted. Oh, man. <laughs> Can a guy get ahead? Yeah, that sucks. What really cut me up and what moved me in the scene is um, when McConaughey's character is trying to convince the judge that um, uh, one of the ships was carrying slaves and that they were really mean to them. And... Um, they look at like the ship manifesto, and halfway through the ship, uh, the I think it's just manifest. I think manifesto is someone's story. Manifest. Okay, yeah. Um, 
they see there's like a uh, a change in weight of the ship that's noted down in the manifest and like the british sailor like reveals that this is because they like um they dumped slaves into the ocean to die because they were like running low on food and i was yeah, like that's oh. pretty terrible, and then eh? they showed it they showed like they a, showed it yeah that was really horrible because it was Sinke's um testimony to like the judge of what how conditions were aboard and like there Hard was a um and it, before that there was like a woman who like gave birth to a baby and then she died in childbirth because mm. like there she's like in chains in the bottom of the ship with all the other people so she dies in childbirth horrible living conditions and um this other lady like who also had a baby starts taking care of like picks up her baby and then you see that lady like when they're being whipped this is before they go overboard but you know it's not going well and she like nods to Sinke and then just like jumps off the dr- jumps off the uh, edge of the baby suicide yeah, yeah. That that kind of stuff happened though. Like, do, so do you remember sad. learning about this in school? No. 